Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number nine of the No Words Barred podcast. This is your host, Mo. I am with my man, Chris Mack, over in the ATL. How's everything looking up for you, bro? Hey, man. Everything's smooth. Everything's good. I'm glad to hear from you, Mo. Um, yo, uh, it's just been it's been really good, man. I can't really complain, man. Uh, the United States men's soccer team, they won the Gold Cup this past weekend, beat Mexico again. They were the second time in three months, and I believe they officially earned their bid into the World Cup now in 2022. Nice. So, all, all, all they have to do right now is just, just get a some good a good seating into their draw. So, you know, we won't come up looking like idiots facing, you know, Germany or or Italy in the first group stage. You know, we try to make it to that knockout stage, man. Now, when is this uh, when is the World Cup happening next time? Uh, it's going to be in 2022 in the middle of November and October, which is insane because it's happening in Qatar. And if you, for those that don't know, um, you know, Qatar is like, you know, it's in the Middle East. And their summers are ridiculously hot. I'm talking about like, we're talking about like 120 degrees, you know, shit like that. It's like, it's just unbearable. So they normally, the World Cup will happen during the months of June and July. They can't do it, in, you know, in that, in that heat. So they have to move the, the World Cup to the fall. Uh, right, where the, right. where the um, temperatures were much cooler there around that time, but it's still hot. So it's going to fuck up the scheduling, you know, of um, next season, not this upcoming season, but next season for, um, for 2022 and 2023. Okay. Because uh, normally, you know, European football and, you know, a lot of the, lot of the club football is happening during that time in the fall. And now they have to take a month long break just to, you know, perform in the World Cup. And that's just going to create more chaos, you know, with the scheduling and cramp more games together and make it more compact because we're still recovering from that now due to, you know, two COVID, now three COVID-induced pandemic seasons, you know, where the scheduling is not really relaxed at all. No, not at all, man. And, of course, as with every World Cup, that's when everybody in America starts to act like they they actually watch soccer even though it's still a good sizable portion of of people in the country that really doesn't follow soccer like that but that's besides the point at the end of the day it's all about you know patriotism and waving the american flag and fuck you to every other country you know the regular shit that just like the olympics right now yeah 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 (laughs) yeah which I've hardly watched any of the Olympics, man. Like, I, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I, you know, I personally just got other more important shit to do. And, and it's just, yeah. I, ain't, I ain't got the time. And I don't really know what time anything goes on. Like, it's just, I, I just had, I mean, in general, I never really had that much of a big interest in watching it this year to begin with because it's just, yeah. so, it's just been, there's so much of other shit that's getting involved in it. And I, I'm just like, man, listen. I just can't do it. And then it still is like watching that shit without the crowds. And then, you know, my own personal opinion, whether it should have still went down or not. But, you know, it is what it is. And I will say so far, though, um, I think on the last episode we had talked about it, that um, 
you know, with the men's basketball team, like <laughs> we knew it was going to be a rocky uh, road. And I mean, they went into important games they need to win to advance and go further. So and I don't know. We may we may still turn out to be correct in our with our predictions of them getting the gold in the end. But who knows, man? Hey, um, really, I'm with you when it comes to like trying to follow all the content that's happening within the Olympic Games, but uh, it's it's just difficult for more than one reason. It's just like what you explained yourself, like you know, with the sole cap for you know African Americans, black swimmers, black female swimmers, to be exact. Um, uh, for them, they don't just to have like just. Simple headwear, man. You know that that does you know turn me off as well. Of course, you know Simone Biles um, withdrawing from the team um, events and gymnastics and the uh, vitriol she received from people here because she was trying to you know take care of her well being, you know her mental well being, yeah. and not get seriously injured. Because, you know, that it takes a lot of mental strength as it does physical strength to perform those types of feats. And, you know, it just the debate around that was, you know, that was enough for me to really turn off from that, you know, just from, from just trying to view everything on the Olympics. However, the only thing I have been watching um, is just you know, the men's basketball and women's basketball. Uh, because, you know, that's that's just who I am. I'm just, you know, a basketball junkie. And. You know, the, the the U.S. team is looking pretty good. They're looking good. Unfortunately, I will say that um, NBC needs to do something about how they are presenting their content with the Olympics, especially with their sporting content that they have, because it's hard for me to try to watch any other team play other than our you know, country, and those games are only on Peacock most of the time. That's all it's about, man. That's all it's yeah. about with, with NBC and Peacock. As we've seen even with the WWE, you know, with the network being put on to exclusively on Peacock now. Like, it's just, and it's annoying. Like, I honestly, Peacock is pretty annoying trying to watch anything on there because there's so many fucking ads, man. It's the ads. Just, hey, you got to get the premium, my man. I'm sorry. I'm the one that did with no ads. So, uh, oh, like, oh. that worked for me. Oh, however, oh, it, it's just, me. however, it, it, what's the use of having an Olympics hub if I can't watch any of the events live? Yeah, you're right. Other than the basketball games, which is cool, but it's only the U.S. basketball, men's basketball games, too. Like, everything else I got to catch on a replay the next day. You know, I also want to watch track and field, you know, you know, me being a former track athlete. And I can't, I can barely find any of the events. Like, I can only watch them in highlights as opposed to just watching, you know, the, the entire event in full. And... It's just it's very frustrating, especially when you they can't even um when create content creators can't even like post gifts or you know videos of the events you know for people to um to see online or on social media because the Olympics and NBC bans that as well they take it down so it's just it's a, it's incredibly you know frustrating just to watch try to follow through with them this entire event. But um, but just watching the basketball team though, um, they're looking good. Uh, and luckily they're they're in a semifinal, um, tonight as as of this recording, and uh, they play Australia midnight our time. 
<laughs> so hopefully by the by the time anyone listens to this, they should be heading into the final. If not, um, winning the gold medal uh, against the winner of the um, France Slovenia match. Yeah, you know they've been playing good, but <laughs> they also been having people just been dropping like buckets on them too, man. Ricky Rubio, oh, man, Ricky Rubio, man. man. What a <laughs> <laughs> he's a hoover Rick, dog like Ricky he's rubio. Been the entire tournament i feel like ricky rubio been playing for the past like four or five olympics man <laughs> like yeah he replaced since he was 17 that's what i'm saying man it feels like it's been forever man it's like every you know between because i know the fiba basketball tournaments that be having you know between the olympics and stuff like it's like dog ricky rubio has just been forever He's just been forever. I mean, but like you said, it they start them off at such a early age anyway to begin with. But um, I was like, really, Ricky Rubio dropped that much on him? Okay, all right. You know, I I, I guess I've only watched bits and pieces. I've watched highlights, not the whole game, so I can't go out and say you don't know, give a full blown like analysis on everything that has you know been happening in the games, whether they have won or lost. And I don't know how well they're playing their defense. I would imagine probably not all that well, but well enough to win the games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Draymond's been been pretty good trying to, um, you know, direct uh, guys and getting them to their spots. And Drew Holiday's made some great stops, you know, late in the games. But man, yeah, they're they're getting still getting toasted and roasted by uh, by the star player on each of the teams. Of a, of a specific country, but like Rubio dropping 38 points. <laughs> dropping 30, it, it just, it not even just, it's an efficient 38. I mean, he was 12 for 18 shooting. And his three point game has been phenomenal in this tournament, too. Uh, I could only dread to think what Patty Mills is going to do tonight. And if, if they have to go come across some um, Luka Doncic in Slovenia, I already know he's going to have their, his way with them. It's not like we we know this at this point. If they can't stop Ricky Rubio and Patty Mills, what makes you think they're going to stop Luka Doncic? No, 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 no. Shit, the NBA have had hard times stopping Luka. (laughs) It's just that dude is just on another level now these days, man. I love to see it. I I love it. Um, And and I mean, I'm all for competition. I, I really feel those days of just being okay with, the U.S. team doing blowouts. I'm not. I'm not for that anymore. I mean, it's nice when it happens. I suppose. I guess against the yeah. teams that they're supposed to do it against. Um, but man, I, I I love me a competitive international game, especially in the Olympics too. Um, oh yeah, back and forth. And you know, I will say a lot of the games that U.S. play like. They be keeping it close. I mean, it'd be close games. It's, it's, it's very competitive. You know, so uh, they're also using the Olympics, too, apparently, to recruit players also <laughs> that are free agents, too. That's, that's so, a good segue, my man. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I think from what I was – what I read or heard, and you, know, you even look at JaVel McGee going to Phoenix and – Apparently there was some uh there, there was some uh you know sales pitching going on. 
to try to go and get him to there, and and it worked. <laughs> Javale <laughs> McGee, Javale McGee is a Phoenix Suns now. Oh, but but definitely uh, the uh, NBA free agency period, uh, which is like the second greatest time of the year. <laughs> uh, and, and I feel like in sports, but uh, yeah, but yeah, man, I. Listen, I'm going to go out and say this, that my team is back in business, man. We back in uh, business. Just your, your team, uh, the the entire fucking Eastern Conference feels restored. That's all and, right. But that's okay. But yeah, I don't that, care about the Eastern Conference. I don't care about them. I only care about my Bulls. That's all that matters. I know, I, I, I know buddy. I know. I, 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 listen, y'all have y'all had a, a great – so far, it's a really good offseason, man. And, and, you know, and you guys getting Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan. And mm. it, that's just, just alleviates a whole lot for Zach Levine. Just having they, those two, plus Nikola Vucevic for a full season. Uh, and Caruso. I, I, I feel, Don't forget Caruso, Caruso now. I, 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 really, I feel like you guys are going to be one of the better defensive teams going into next season. Like, without a shadow of a doubt. Right, uh, just just the, the additions that you got guys got got going right now, and y'all kept Lori marketing through it all so but, far at so this moment. Far, since he's so a restricted free agent. He's See, still a restricted free agent, but still, like that's yeah. that's really that's a, that's a, that's you know that's a, that's that's some good business right there that the front office is doing. You know, because you know they can still keep him right now, and you know try to up his value even more during a regular season. Coming off the bench with Kobe White, if stuff is still not working out, but they find a way to still, you know, have him playing pretty well, they can move him in the trade deadline, you know, and, and try to get something else out of that. But right now, y'all, this roster looks very good, and uh, like, the, uh, like there, there's like people are going to be really impressed with how Demar Derozan plays as uh it now back being in the spotlight. With um with Chicago, uh, he like he can play the four and the three effectively now, and his playmaking has improved so much, which will get the ball out of Levine's hand a lot and allow him to play off ball, and he will be such a great safety valve, you know, some for you know for some nights when Levine does not have it, right, and right. that will be like that will be Demar or um Fuchovic time. So you know, just to you know, dominate and and take the most shots, and you know, and just get their buckets. But there will also be nights where Levine is just wide open; he can get any shot that he wants because Lamar and Fuchovic are taking up so much attention, and Lonzo Ball is just finding him to his spots and be able to get like an efficient scoring night. So this is this is a really good, really good, solid side that I see here for Chicago and. You know, and it also shows that, you know, that they're taking this seriously, that the Bulls really want to get into the playoffs this um this um, couple of season. That's what and, change in ownership you know, does. Like it's going to happen. Yeah. That's what, that's what change in ownership does. It does that. Like, that was the, the exciting part about when we find out that we took the, um you know, I guess the old general manager from over in Denver. And, like, what he has done over there, and you look at how the Nuggets are now, like for me, like that, that was ex- I was ecstatic and excited about it because, like, I could see we could do that. I, I, I like, there's no reason why we can't do that or replicate that. And 
so far, they have done so much for the Bulls. They have put so much hope and and great feelings inside the Bulls nation fan base in two seasons. Well, one and a half season that well, one season and one off well, two off seasons, and that the the previous guys I won't name their names because I get sick even mentioning them. Um, what they have done or accomplished in you know their last six or seven years uh, that they were at the helm, and whenever you have it is always with the big market teams. Whenever you got the big market teams doing good playing good, and they got star power, it is only beneficial to the league. The league is going to love it in the end. We are still, even though all these years we haven't won a championship and, you know, forever and ages and shit, we are still a big international brand. People all over the world still know who the hell the Chicago Bulls is. Yep. They ain't never going to change. We're still the leading attendance, you know, as far as, the average per attendance per per game, we're still the highest in the league. We've been constantly been the highest in the league for God knows who how long, probably for the past thirty plus years. So <laughs> even during so that goes to show you the dedication of this full this Bulls fan base. That even in the years where we were downright just booty, we were just terrible. That the fans Ashes. still showed up. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. In Corey Benjamin years, I remember them. Oh, man, I don't want to talk about that, man. I don't want to talk about that mess. Eddie Curry years and shit. But, but yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. And I'm and overall, with all the, the, the different moves that were made and as you had brought up in the Eastern Conference, there is going to be no easy games for anybody in the, in, in oh, the for East. for sure. Yeah, well, let Uh-oh. me not say for anybody, but for I mean, the majority of the conference, there is going to be no easy games. Especially in that central division that we are in, with Cleveland, with Milwaukee, with Detroit, you know, and Pacers, like all of those teams, like it is not going yeah. to be a cakewalk in that division at all because every team yeah. has pretty much improved, or they're been they were good anyway, and they just you know they pretty much just staying consistent. I mean, you know, we don't really. I mean, Milwaukee uh, is going to be Milwaukee still at the end, but. They're just so much of an afterthought now. It's amazing. A few days and yeah. they're an afterthought. Yeah, I feel even with like you said, with Cleveland and Detroit, uh, yes, they're gonna be young and they're more than likely still gonna be around in the lottery. But that those teams are gonna be feisty. They're gonna be yeah. plucky and they're they're gonna be giving a lot of teams hell and um during the regular season because you know, they will compete. Like you know, they they even even though they'll probably lose a lot of games, they're, they're not going to be downright awful. They're they're going to be going in night in and night out with so much impressive young talent that they have, especially with Detroit and what they have with Kate Cunningham and Jeremy Grant still there, and they they're continuing just to put like the right pieces around this team just to see what works. And and like just like with last season, Detroit man, they gave a lot of playoff teams problems yeah, they could still do that coming into this season and Cleveland again you know with like just Colin Sexton is a dog oh yeah like, he, he's going to be giving he's just going to try to put up 30 40 a night against all the top teams in the league 
And, you know, it's not going to be an easy night for Chicago. It's not going to be easy to go no. up against Indiana. No. Rick Carlisle now bringing back, you know, his uh, drill sergeant, you know, defensive fortitude to that team and organizing them to be back to, you know, in playoff contention. And, of course, the defending champs. <laughs> Y'all going to have to face Giannis three times, three to four times a year. And that's going, that's definitely going to be the challenge. That's the litmus test for your Bulls, man. And to go up against them and to try to squeeze out at least two wins at home, yeah. preferably. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Against them. And, um, and, but other than that, man, like your true rivals, your core rivals, they're getting better too. Uh-huh. And you already know who I'm talking about. Oh, I know that. I know who you're talking about, man. I already know you're talking about, man, that team that plays in Madison Square Garden. And over oh, not State. just them and the other ones over in Miami, too. So, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, those yeah. Two, yeah. Those are the ones, those are the matchups I'm looking forward to the most. Right, uh, right, right. Because they're, they're like, it's that's, that's the essence of Eastern Conference basketball, as far as I'm concerned. Watching the Bulls, the Heat, and the Knicks match up. My only and, concern. Go ahead, go ahead. And, and, you know, and now, you know, with New York, you know, I mean, New York's running it back. Uh, and that's actually the smart approach that they took, you know, yes. bringing back Nerlens Noel and Derrick Rose and, uh, and, you know, Alec Burks, you know, bringing back really crucial pieces that helped them with going to the playoff run and then turning around and signing Evan Fournier, which at first did not really look like a major signing. I mean, it was a good upgrade at the two spot. You know, because he could score. You know, he could score at all three levels. Not much of a defender, and that could say the same for their 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 um, newest addition as well. But it yeah. helps their it boosts their offense, which is which was a huge problem, especially going into the playoffs against Atlanta. They have a fucking offense now. Bring it in Fournier and Kimball Walker. Because that unlocks everything for Julius Randle. R.J. Barrett gets some more room to improve on both ends of the floor. And, you know, it it makes this post-honeymoon year with um, Thibodeau very intriguing because, you know, you you give it some extra leeway for them to at least give them still being a strong defensive-minded team. But now they they got guys that can put the ball in the bucket. I mean, they have a... Who who could say that they have like one of the best guard rotations around in the league? Right, they have right. that now. They have that with Kimba and Derrick Rose and Emmanuel Quickly. They can all just put the ball up from anywhere, you yes. know. And and that that just that just changes everything. It keeps the pace of the game the same now, having those guys on the floor, and that just you know creates like uh, a different dynamic to that Knicks team. It improves. It doesn't improve them dramatically. I no, would say no, but it still increases their chances just a little bit more, and they'll still be in the playoff mix. Uh, and Miami, though, that is wow. <laughs> they they just uh, they're still they're, they're just they've always been you know defensively tough. That's you're going to have that when you have Jimmy Butler there as your main guy. And now you have Kyle Lowry. Uh, you you replace. Trevor Ariza with PJ Tucker, who also is kind of regressing, but he's still, you know, a guy that can still be a physical presence. You bring back Oladipo, uh, who's recovering still from the um, quad surgery. 
but he's gonna, you know, he's, he's still, if he could get to at least 90 or 80% of what he once was for the rest of the season, that, that just makes him even tougher to compete against because they're just going to be one of the best defenses in the league. Oh, yeah. Also, definitely. that could be the same for the Bulls, and that yeah, could be yeah. the same for the Knicks. Yeah, Get our your conference is back, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's my only um, little bit of concern with us, um, our defense. You know, we're not we're not going to be that great on, on defense. Uh, we may be just middle of the pack marginal, but – Hey, man, hey, I would say, uh, hey, yo, um, I think a lot of people, like, again, uh, they're going to be pleasantly surprised with DeMar DeRozan. Like, I don't, I, they're oh, sure yeah, sighting yeah, him yeah. as a defender. Yeah. Like, he may not, he's not, like, a world beater. You know, he's not, like, Drew Holiday or, uh, you know, or even, uh, you know, Catavius Caldwell Pope to the extent, but he could still hold his own on the other end of the ball. He's going to guard. The, you know, he's going to potentially try to guard the best player on the floor uh, every night, which he has done in his time with San Antonio. And again, like he played at the four. Like you've got unlimited options there uh, with them and so many intriguing options with Chicago. Y'all can have different lineups there with him playing at the four, marketing at the five, if he's still there on the team. And, you know, y'all can play like a unique small ball lineup where. You know, y'all can have all your best offensive players out there on the floor and still do some damage. So it's like you got you got some you you guys have some stuff to tinker about. And, you know, Billy Donovan, I'm pretty sure he's ecstatic to try something new with some more talent around him. Yeah, yeah, it's and well, we forgot to mention the other team. We we forgot to mention um Brooklyn, you know. Oh Brooklyn, yeah, yeah. It's Brooklyn, not like Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn hasn't solid, been. Oh course. yeah, Brooklyn's been good. You know, yeah. I was really focusing on you know those three te- three teams in particular. Um, but yeah, man, they're going they're going to be back. Of course, Brooklyn's going to be back. Uh, they're going to be healthy, and they brought back Blake Griffin. They brought in Patty Mills. They retooled really well too. Sean Marks has always been consistently good with uh you know just how he you know handles you know off season moves and really just roster. Uh, rejuvenation in general, and bring it in, you know, Patty Mills now as a scoring threat off the bench. Um, trying to reconfigure, you know, their, you know, their bench right now. Because, you know, they still got some moves to be made. You know, they brought back Blake Griffin. They're thinking, they're looking to see if they can um, ship out DeAndre Jordan um, and see if they can try to change something with their center lineup because they still do need the center. They do. Uh, they, they really do. You know, and now with news of um Marcus Aldridge planning a return potentially. Really, really. Yes, yes. Okay. He, uh, according, yeah, as a reporter from um Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, he's looking to see if he could get medical clearance to return to the um to the NBA uh, after initially retiring. Mm. Uh, and you yeah. know, of course, there will be a number of suitors looking to to pick him up, and um. And that that will that's really huge news if he's able to come um, compete again. And I hope so. Yeah, you know, and you know that will that will really just change a lot of things, right? You know, right. Because a lot of teams need they need just they need they need centers, man. Like a lot of a lot of these you know contending teams need competent quality centers that can defend in the post, 
and stretch the floor. And there's no other big that is just as versatile as Aldridge is. And he can uh, really change some things for some teams, you know, you know, try to, you know, go into the title chase. Well, the one team that needs a lot of help themselves and the person may not be happy with the progress the team has made this offseason so far is Portland and with, with Dame Lillard. Oh, uh, I, I mean, I, I listen, man, it kind of reminds me. Nothing changed. <laughs> it kind of reminds me a little bit with with y'all and the Wizards, man. With uh Bradley Bill, although you guys did get we have a better team than Portland right now, man. Yeah, I was about to say like y'all y'all did. I'm do just something. saying we have a much better team than Portland. Yeah, but you know it, it's just the frustration, you know, uh, factor um, in there. Um, I mean, Bradley Bill is not frustrated, but I, if they didn't get Dinwiddie, I I would have start to say yeah, uh, it would have been rough. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and and yeah. we got back Al Neto too, which is. That's actually a really huge hit, just bringing him back into the fold because he was excellent for us last season. Uh, He could also also benefit from the three-card lineup that, you know, (laughs) that Scott Brooks was approaching at the time last season, which was ridiculous, but it worked wonders whether it was Neto, Westbrook, and Beal. I think it could be a little bit more of the same, you know, with – Dinwiddie now in the mix because Neto is, is he is a feisty defender, pesky, uh, and he could just score. Like he could shoot from deep, and uh, he's just he doesn't give a fuck. And, and I really liked it about him so much. And he's he also is just like that safety valve guard that we can have, and, and also bringing in Aaron Holiday, uh, who had a, a strong campaign with Indiana since coming into the league. Uh, really, he's going to be pretty much the third guard now. Um, but that's like we have depth now in that position, which is like <laughs> something that we desperately needed. And our our team, I'm just looking at the team. You know, while I was able to just settle it in and breathe it all in after right. the Westbrook trade. Yeah, I look at yeah. the roster. I'm like, damn, this is a good roster. But there's still some things we have to work out, though, because I'm looking at it, I'm like, how are we going to play all these guys? And, do you know, like, Davis Bertans is still in trade discussions. Don't mm. know whether he's going to be, you know, moved sometime this summer or at the deadline. But, like, there's, there's some overlap in that 3-4 position because Rudy Hachimura, he's – He's been pegged to be, you know, one of the future cornerstones of the franchise. Now you bring in Kyle Kuzma, who is almost similar in almost everything that Rui does. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Rui's a better defender. And he might progress into being a better scorer, too. But Kuzma could do a little bit of that as well. And that would be great to have off the bench, which he still would be coming off the bench. Um, and then you have Montrezl Harrell, who's probably going to be our backup big and which is which is actually good like we have guys that could like score off the bench now <laughs> which is good you know you know our defense is not really better we get KCP though you know who also can stretch the floor uh he is really good shooting from three this year I think he's a 40 percent sh- um three-point shooter and you know that will help in space you know because we desperately need shooting as well. 
uh, and Bill, and you know, that would just elite, uh, you know, help out with Bill being able to like, he, you know, he doesn't have to create so much. No, you know, have a Dinwiddie there, and you know, KCP can shoot from you know, you know, shoot the open shots. Uh, and also, Rudy Hachimura is starting to grow into his own too. And you know, and I'm this is I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing with this Wizards team. Uh, we're still not going to be a title team. Like we're we're far from that. Right. Uh, we're definitely the best mediocre team that money can buy. <laughs> and we can still be in the playoffs. Uh, we're definitely we're still going to be a playing team, or at least at the very at the best, fighting for you know six seed if we can. You know, it's, it's six seed's going to be hell. It's just it's, we're going we're we're we're, we're keep, let's keep it real. Like we we got to face the likes of Chicago and and the Knicks, and also the Pacers are going to try to be serious. The Hornets are going to be better. Uh, and the Hawks too, man. You can't forget about Atlanta. Like um, after the season that they had last year, they're definitely going to be there in that running. And even though now the the Celtics are bottom feeders in in, in the conference at this point, they're still going to be a playoff contending team with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown at the helm. Yeah. So you know, at best, we you know we're fighting for that six seed. That's the most. But uh, but you know, we definitely could be a, a very strong playing contender um going forward, and I, I, it's just really a matter of what Bill wants. And you know, earlier this week he's been sending some weird cryptic tweets, him and his wife, and I don't know what what's going on with that. Uh, I don't know what what he really wants to do. Like he's friends with um KCP, he's friends with Caldwell Pope. He saw, you know, he. I think he did play a part in wanting to get Dinwiddie there in Washington, so he's definitely sticking around for this season. I just don't know what's going to happen um, with that question mark hanging around whether he's going to stay come the next off season where his contract is up, and you know he's viable for an extension come October, but is he going to take it? I don't think he is. So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's really it's just really a, a an annoying situation. I, I'm not like I'm not stressed over it. I'm not, I'm not really frustrated. I'm just going to be annoyed because it's either he wants to be here, or you know, you know it. it he wants you know he wants to he wants to win. He wants to win in DC, but he's not going to be winning in DC anytime soon. So he has to make his decision fast because. But if he does not accept the extension, you know, all we're going to hear is, will Bill leave? Will Bill go? Will he stay? And and what are we going to shit the bed early? <laughs> what if he go on a slump, just like we did earlier last season? And I see his ass on the bench, stressed out, frustrated, hands on his face, covering it. You know, and I'm like, well, motherfucker, you, you should have asked for a trade over the summer because, you know, this this is what you're probably going to get. Like I see that happening, but at the same time, I also see this team being a really strong, roughly under five hundred team, or just a five hundred team in general. That's a fair. Like, I could see us just going forty one and forty one. I would not be surprised. That's but that's I a, also see see us. I don't see us when it get in fifty wins with this team. That's just the thing. But I could see us going forty one and forty one. That's a fair. That's a fair prediction. I mean. Y'all, y'all gonna have 
y'all definitely will have some games where y'all may catch, you know, one of the top teams, like, you know, probably resting their, their top players and stuff like that. Which is, oh, I mean, Lakers. we're going to beat the Lakers all day, every day. Don't worry about that. I'm, I'm telling you, man, the moment I, I got to look at the schedule again and see when the Lakers are facing the Wizards in D.C. because I got to go to that. I got to see. I would feel terrible if I do not see LeBron live. I didn't have the opportunity to see Jordan live. I did not have the opportunity to see Kobe live. Um but I gotta at least see LeBron live, and I was supposed to see him live a couple of years ago or last year. Then COVID got in the way, and I was supposed to see him for my birthday. But, um, but uh, I, I want to also not gloss over what the Lakers have done. Um, and yes, they're the oldest team in the league, thirty-two point eight. But I have no reason to believe that. They are not on a mission to get this ring. LeBron wants this. He wants this other ring because I think they kind of felt slighted because everybody was getting on their ass because they got out the first round. LeBron oh, yeah. probably didn't like it. I know it's injuries. Injuries happen, and you have to adjust and stuff like that. But there's just certain players with certain injuries to certain players that the timing of it unfortunately happens. So you know, at a certain point in the season where it takes a little bit more time than usual to heal certain injuries. And where did I feel the Lakers that they kind of, I don't want to say pressured, but you know, they, they wanted to make sure that LeBron and AD was out there. Yeah. But um, clearly there was nowhere near their ideal playing shape um, in, in, in dealing with that injuries. And it obviously turned out to be the downfall it mixed in with, a couple other factors, eliminating an actual score and an and inside presence that they had when they had won the title, uh, not this past season, a couple of seasons ago. And they were smart enough to, you know, fortify their center position by bringing back Dwight Howard. I mean, honestly, did I feel that like he should have left? No, but I don't know how that whole negotiation thing happened last free agency period. But it's good that he's back over there because, I mean, he he doesn't have to do much. Dwight doesn't have to do much. And we saw what he could – and we saw when he's at – when he's motivated, he could still give you that, you know, that double-double, you know, majority of the season. But when you have – and everybody – and there's been so many people say, oh, well, you know, Westbrook being over there is not a good fit, is not whatever. Listen. I don't care what you tell me. This is basketball. When you have two bona fide guys that could give you a triple double, triple double any night, and it, it, it's it's still remarkable how when people are still downplaying Russ because of the fact that oh yeah he's a little bit older and he's on that Lakers team and him and LeBron they're like oh well they're ball dominant like trust me and kudos to my father for pointing this out and the way he looks at it was like listen. They didn't get Westbrook really to play with LeBron all the time. It's for when LeBron is not on the court and they can still consistently still score by having Westbrook on there. Now, I don't know how Frank Vogel, how he's going to, you know, how he's going to work that out or who's on the court or whatever, but 
You could you could you could see that. And now with Melo, I mean, the weaknesses, the holes that they had last season specifically, they're doing everything their best to close that up to, to, to fill those holes, and they've been doing a very good job. Malik Monk and, and um, who else did they got? Uh, none. Kendrick Dunn. None from yeah. Miami. Like I'm surprised Miami just like let them just walk away like that. Like that's. Yeah. Those are two. Those are two signings that should not go unnoticed. Like they're oh, nah. they're 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 getting a lot of time too in the season, man. Yeah, yeah. Like like they're, they're those two, and Taylor Horner Tucker too. Like those three guards. Um, they're going to they're going to have some big games for them in the regular season for sure. Uh, especially because you know this this the way this roster has been constructed. Yes, like we said, that they're older, but this is a LeBron team. This is how he wants it. He's more comfortable having veterans that he's known over the years that know how to play that fits to his strengths, and they're gonna they're gonna be able to play an eighty two game season where they could get some wins with him not having to do much or him even playing at all, and you're going to see the likes of Monk. And none, yeah. And Tucker and mm-hmm. Westbrook and Mello and AD, of course, even when he's playing too, have some big fucking games. Yeah, <laughs> in the but, season. But but the key, but the key to this team will always be health. Health will always be the main thing. Health is for sure, especially with this team, a team yes, with definitely. this age. You know, definitely. like it's huge. But they 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 pretty much covered their tracks with the depth that they have in almost every position. I still feel like that they need one more center just to, um, you know, make up for, you know, what what they can have without Anthony Davis or even Marcus Saul because, man, Saul is, like, if anybody we have to talk about about old players, man, he is oh, he's really rough right he now. He is stiff, stiff as yeah. a damn wooden plank. Ah man, that dude. But he's so smart. That's the thing. All these players are smart, though. They're smart. Right. I know that. I know that. But man, it watching him play sometimes, I'm just like, yeah, it's just it's cringeworthy. Rough. I'm like, oh geez, the dude could hardly move. Could yeah, hardly even so. move, man. I'm like dog, like everybody just running around. Like you know what? He's just better off just cherry picking. Just cherry pick. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. stay back there. I mean, just wait until the ball, until the offense comes back to the other side of the court because there ain't no point in you running to the other side because you ain't going to return in time if you think that's going to happen. I mean, now let's, I, I, now let's, uh, you know, Pau Gasol just all of a sudden starts to look like Marcus Gasol in some type of way. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know, man. That's the one guy that I'm still. I'm, I'm. I don't like. I don't like that. And and that's nothing against Marcus Saul. It's just at this point in his career, like dude. And from what I just saw last season, it's just he was just so stiff, and it was just hard to watch. Very hard to watch him play. But there were a few games though that he was getting buckets in. So you know, that's. I guess that's all that matters in the end. IQ. IQ goes a long way in in, in the game of basketball. Um, it's one of those things that you just. Either you have it or you don't. You can't teach an IQ. And that's why players like LeBron, you know, and, and Westbrook and, you know, and Durant, you know, Giannis too, as we now see, you know, those type of guys, those 
upper echelon guys in the league, they have a crazy amount of high, uh, high IQ in their game and how they're able to just see everything. And it should never go unnoticed. You know, it's, it's, you can have all the talent in the world, but if, if you don't have that IQ, eh, you know, you may get by off of talent alone, but I, if you mix that up with the IQ uh, of having a great vision on the court and, and anticipating all the other stuff, that definitely goes a long way. And, you know, and I hope, you know, a lot of these uh, young guys that were drafted the other day, you know, I, um, you know, I wish all those guys the best. Um, of course, I personally had was a little bit invested in my man Bones from VCU getting drafted by mm-hmm. by the Nuggets, um, which I think is a great. That's awesome. I think that's a great move. That's a great spot for him. It's um, actually it's one of the best places to, have, to yeah. really develop young talent. Oh yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. He might, he might, might, might not get a lot of playing time there. That's but fine. He's going to learn so much. That's um, it. That's it. You know, in that environment, and when he does play, oh man, he's going to look good. Like oh, he's yeah. going to just like all like it feels, it feels some time for some reason. All their young players are rookies. Whenever they do step up to play, they are good off the gate. Yeah, yeah. So I wish. I really do wish him the best, man. I really wish he would have stayed, you know, another year at VCU. But I understand, you know, the decision making process and and drafting. He and he, hey, he got drafted first first round. So, you know, can't you really can't ask for anything better than that um, under those type of type of circumstances? And it makes me wonder if, you know, the unfortunate if, uh, events that you know VCU didn't have to forfeit forfeit there. Um, NCAA tournament game, you know, how far they could have possibly went and could have upped his, you know, his credibility and his, you know, just the, the availability of everybody to see how, how he plays that we're so used to seeing almost, you know, night in and night out over here in Richmond. And the dude, I just love this game. I, I just really did love his game. And I hope that he gets some type of, you know, a little bit more muscle, more meat on him. Cause I mean, I mean, we, they call him Bones for a reason. <laughs> that that dude is that dude is very skinny, man. He got, and that's not to say that he he ain't strong or anything like that. But I think it mm-hmm. would it would serve him very well, you know, to gain a little bit of muscle, whatnot, you know, just just to deal with the, uh, you know, the, the the physicality that that yeah. comes with playing in the NBA. But um, but overall, man, like it's going, it's it's I, I like how. Based off of all the stuff that's been going on with all these free agents, and, and then, like I said, with, them with the draft, um, definitely hit the anticipation and the excitement for next season. Um, it's sky high, and I'm eager to see what other developments happen, you know, along the way with that. But um, with that being said, and speaking of uh, earlier, we spoke about the mecca of, of Madison Square Garden, the Knicks playing that. Madison Square Garden also played host to another big event that occurred uh, last night, as of this recording, that is, and that was the versus battle. Mm. The New York versus battle between yeah, the locks and Dipset. And I just want to say this right now. I told everybody the locks was going to kill it. 
I told everybody from day one, the moment that I found out this shit was going on, I told them, yo, the lock's going to dust. They're going to dust Dipset. And that's, and I ain't no disrespect to Dipset, but ain't nobody fucking with damn Jada Kiss, bro. Dude, dude ain't rapping, told, told everybody that he's one of the top five dead alive. He been telling people that. Been telling people that. And look at that. Look at that. Two versus battles, and this dude came out the winner. Give give this man give this man his crown, bro. Give this man his crown. Man. But, like I listen, man. I always like always lo- loved listening to Jada. You know, especially like as a feature artist, because like his verses always came correct. Was it in, I, I I can admit that I've never really listened to a lot of his solo albums. I've always listened to a lot of stuff with him and, you know, with the locks. Always listened to with his features. But, man, like, uh, after watching him perform last night, I have to just go and dig into his discography even more because this dude is just an incredible performer. Like you said earlier before we got on to, to record the show, his stage pressure is second to none. And yeah, yeah. the way he controlled the crowd and the entire versus event, uh, was was on another level, man. Like he he really just just had had the palm, like had the whole energy in the palm of his hands. It, you know, nothing really could have gone wrong for him. I tell people yeah. this all the time, and Chris, I was telling you about this earlier. Stage presence does a lot. Whether you are an MC, a rapper, or a singer, a DJ, or even a host, stage presence goes a long fucking way into capturing people in the palm, getting them in the palm of your hand as a crowd. And it also showed, you know, from the artist standpoint, you saw that last night with the locks, the stage presence. Remember who they came from. They graduated from the school of Sean Combs, Mr. Stage President himself. And it came into a play. It came into play last night. The DJ for them. Why was he so great? The song selection, all the other stuff. Like you can tell that they practiced, they put thought into it, and they came in there with a game plan. The DJ, he knew what the fuck he was doing. Stage presence. Now, Dipset, however, on the other hand, that DJ was ass. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. That DJ was ass. They came unprepared. They were just all over the damn place. It was, it, it was. It was tough to watch. I honestly wanted something better. Cam and got booed, bro. Cam got, got listen, booed. Listen, man. Cam getting booed in, in New York. I never thought I'd ever see that shit. Honestly. I never thought I'd ever see it. <laughs> I, had, I had tweeted last night, man. I'm like, man, you better tell Mace. You better bring out that horse man. and carriage. Because my man, <laughs> my man Cam... And Jimmy Jones, they need to get that. They need to be transported to the nearest hospital, man, because dumb motherfuckers got bodied badly oh, last night. Man. Body last night. I, it was it, rough. Everybody should have known the moment that they saw Kiss out there with the camouflage shorts and the Tim boots. Shit, you already know it's over. It's already done. It's already done. Yeah, bro. It's already done. And I, I just, I personally loved it. Because I mean, that's home for me. Yeah. That that's that's all home for me. The, the energy that they bring, you you had pointed out 
that they had, like especially Kiss. He came out there with the energy and, and it was that the like, street violence, that, street that, violence that, from the get go. The, the charisma that was oozing out of him, man. Man, it was. Whew. And it, it's it's one of those type of things I try to explain people since I do hosting stuff on the side and how my hosting style is. And it's a it's a blend of the old school MCs that when we're talking about at the the, the the birth pretty much of hip hop, when you had the DJ that had spinning the records and then he had that little, it was like that five minute break. And a lot of times the DJ would just keep on playing that break on the loop. And his whether in a lot of times be the MC, whoever part of his crew, whatever, got on a mic and then just started rhyming like that. And the cadence that a lot of those old, those old school, old head hip hop people was like the the guy, the style that I actually took a lot from. DJ Hollywood. He oh if you're in New York area or if you try, try to do some research on DJ Hollywood. Um, but anyway, the way that he DJed and, and the way that he spoke kind of got that delivery from him. But us New Yorkers, though, for the most part, and I know a lot of people going to try to listen to this locally here in the States or whatever, people that know me personally, like, man, you've been living in VA for so long, you ain't a New Yorker. Let me tell y'all something, man. And I, and you see, now, now I'm coming out and I'm sounding like Kiss how he was sounding last night. And <laughs> let me tell you something, man. That shit don't ever know leave it us. Is, man. Don't, don't, tell that shit, that shit don't ever leave us. All right. So don't, don't get it mistaken. I come on sounding a certain way around here, but it's for a reason. And I'm tired of people also asking me, what am I saying? Because of the, my accent and how I say certain words and vowels, everybody laughs at that <laughs> shit. But there's just a certain energy. I, it, people call it aggressiveness. I don't call it aggressiveness. It's just that we just got an, a, an, an unhealthy amount of energy in us that when we want to try to get our point across, when we need to say our say our shit, you know, we say it with a lot of energy and we do a lot of hand movements and whatnot. So people come off thinking that it's aggressive, you know. Yeah. But it's all but it's all good at the end of the day, though, because you know when we talk to our own people, shit like that. And as you saw, even on the stage, like like. Cam and and Joels and them, they were going back and forth with with Kiss and Styles. You know, they were trading barbs at one another, but it was all out of love. It was more out of all out of respect, whatever. So yeah. that's one thing always about us. Like we go at each other's heads and shit, but it's all out of love and respect at the end uh -huh. of the day. And that was the beauty of last night, man. It was like even though it was a lopsided and it was one sided towards the locks. Like you can still feel the energy and the love that was on the stage and even within the crowd, man. They even have my man Fat Joe in the crowd, man. Just, just yeah, Mello was there too. Listen, Mello was there too, right? Mello right, was right. there too, man. Yeah, almost all of New York was up in that building, bro. Yeah, man. Like, and, all the and, big heads and on the fucking stage too, man. Like everybody don't yeah, ever want to get yeah, off the yeah, stage. They had, they had to, yeah, man. Can't can't tell them to get off the stage, bro. Yeah, like, like, man. They were really, they were really about to break that shit down. Like it was, it was definitely a peak New York ass performance show. That you could have like there, like it was just big ass entourage, all them crowded around, you know, and they're like, "Hey, damn, they're like this stage about to collapse." And 
Uh, nobody won't move. Just the chaos everywhere. Cameron was just kicking Styles P in the chest. He <laughs> was sitting on the lawn chair. It was just fucking chaotic. And, and, and let's just say, I loved every moment of it. All right, really man. chaotic, man. I loved every moment of it. And, uh, and I would say, you know, just that energy and excitement there, you know, from that New York crowd, like, I, as much as I loved it and much as I really, you know, as much as loyal as I am to, you know, just growing up around East Coast hip hop, you know, you being from New York, man, I grew up in Richmond my whole life. Uh, but, you know, I have family from Jersey and have family from the South. So, you know, I had really like a little bit of the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like that, you know, like, in versus in general, as I take this to the side, with just the whole process of you know putting these shows together, they really have to um, take some time also to appreciate you know just also the nostalgia of you know of southern acts and southern groups and and I and they I haven't seen much of that for real as you know other aside from like Gucci and Jeezy which should have used had a crowd themselves because that would have been really special if they did but if they had you know they really never really showcase you know that type of love and affinity for you know of the you know the acts then because we all we always hear a proposed uh UCK and eight ball MTG battle or, you know, they were supposed to be, like, uh, uh, it was an unsanctioned 3-6 Mafia and Bone Thugs battle that was picked up by Versus, but was never used. And that was in July of last year. Yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. still have yet to get that battle. And I'm like, I'm, you know, for me, you know, and personally, you know, just, you know, me and, and, and for my wife. Um, she, she is, you know, she is, um, you know, she's from the South. She's from Mississippi and, you know, it would be just great, you know, just for her and for, just for us to experience just to have like a a Southern theme versus battle, you know, because, you know, we always get that New York energy in these shows, which is dope. Right. Right. Never really get to experience like that fluidity and, you know, that connectivity of like a Southern experience because, you know, I'm looking at these New York shows, and they're really aggressive, and they're really energetic, and you know, and they have their own sense of party. But we never like in what you know, just just growing up in that way, like the hospitality and the love is for real down here. Yeah, I mean, and, you got- and I want to see that. You know, I just want to see that with like a cash money and no limit, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah, or something yeah. of that nature. It's just something yeah. that you know. That and the DJ sets are better. I just wanted to say that too. By the way, the DJ sets are much better. It would be just cool just to witness that, you know, on a larger stage. Yeah. And you know, and you know, and Swiss Beats and Timberland, they just fucking up the money, my man. They need to, they need to go and just try to get cash money on them if they can. If not, put on that fucking three six and Bone Ducks um, battle so you can just get it out the way. Because goddamn, I've been waiting for that for a long ass time. And yeah. they're throwing so many bodies out here in the motherfucking pandemic. <laughs> Might as well just do it now. What yeah. excuse did they yeah. have at this point? Yeah, you see, you know, but you see, with the ones as far as down south is concerned, you got also look that there are just certain there are just certain people that 
from down here, you really can't have a versus battle against. Who's going to really go versus versus battle against Outkast? Who's really going to go in a versus battle against like Pharrell? I mean, if you really look at from the artists, who's really going to have and, and and I don't think he's really been talked about a lot, and and he, and I don't even want to say slept on because I, I just feel wrong saying that. Um, even Scarface, man, like who the fuck is really going to go against Scarface? So it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of people down the south. That, yeah, with the exception of like you saying, with three, uh, with, with with cash money and no limit, you know, the, the, the options down south is like, who can you really pick these people to go against? Like they're that damn great, and you know, it's unfortunate that it's like that. But I think versus also needs to adopt that format. Is like, yo, it doesn't always have to be a battle between two different whatever factions, groups, producers whatever it may be like, yo, just have just that one person and just have, have go through, celebrate their shit and have their little, and have, the I mean, look with the D'Angelo, right. They need to have more of that. They need to have more of that D'Angelo. I, I, I need, I need more, I need more and friends. Um, specialists. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because they could do that. There's, there's a ton of artists that are around that the music for them speaks for itself. Like they don't need to compete with anyone else, and that 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 goes all uh, also you know up north as well, man. Like Mary J. Blige, bro. Yeah, I know who's like, gonna she go doesn't want to. She doesn't want to. She doesn't want to do a versus at all because she said it doesn't really does anything for her. But if you could just do an and friends, yeah, you know but I mean? see, that shit would be nice. Yeah, you, you know? know, but but I don't think see, and that's the thing with Mary, man. It's like who are you really gonna. I I know it's like no one can do no no one right no one can do it. The only other person that really gives her you know that really would and that will actually would compete would be Mariah. But Mm -mm. both of them they deserve just to have their own thing. Nah, they yeah yeah they just there's just no way. But even then that but even doing that I don't see them even doing that because of the yeah they get it because they're just they're just so like like the icons are like you know they're just they just stand on their own. Right, you know, what I mean, they don't need to compete because they they they, they are their own. You know, what I mean, they're, they're 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 just at another level. You know what? And you know what? So listen, we need more of that. I'm I'm actually surprised that they they even do like a battle of the sexes type of um mm. uh versus yet. Nah, which, see, see, which would be which would be crazy as shit. It'd be crazy. But it's shit. possible to happen depending on the matchup. Yeah, man, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> You know the way out everything the world is today, man. Yeah, that, yeah. A, a battle you know, of the uh, sexes uh, type of thing. I don't know how that would. I don't know. Like I get what you're saying, but yeah. you know everybody's everybody be so up, uptight and, and you know got to critique and all this other shit, man. That I can see where somebody be like, why is it got to be battle of the sex? You know how the yeah. shit is today, man. Yeah, hey, man. Somebody yeah, like it, people gonna take that shit out of context and all. And out, of con- fuck all that up. out of context, but you know, I'm like the the only thing I could think of personally um, that will meet that criteria is Missy versus Buster. Yeah, because their trajectory were just so similar, you know, and how they just rose, right. like, just you know how they you know how they were as artists. And the videos, you know, like at the same time that they were doing the videos, man, <laughs> shit, man. The videos the alone was just out of this world. Yeah, like they yeah. were they were one of their own. So I'm like, I would love to see that. 
And it doesn't even have to be like a battle of sex. It's just them showing love for one another. Not right. Even, and that's I, another, I love more battles of that, just them showing love. And that's another one. one. It don't have to be no animosity or no bullshit like that. No, you know I mean? no, no, no. But that's, you know, you know, drama, drama and you know, and and, and controversy sells a lot. Of course, you of know, course. So that's that's the way to go sometimes, you know. Yeah, but that's another person, Missy, you know, like who like you really can't who really going to go? And I know you mentioned Buster, but realistically, the only other person that could, I guess possibly doing against her is Pharrell. But, you know, but of course, down here, you know, everybody, well, wants, thing. everybody wants to crazy. see that. Everybody <laughs> wants to see that. And yeah. I, I don't know, Pharrell, if you ever listen to this, and I don't know how the way the world is going to be with this pandemic and all, but I'm just making a suggestion. <laughs> If you really want to get people to go to your next uh, something in the water music festival, I say you do something at the end of the night. Y'all just go have to go against each other hit by hit. I'm this. That's just a suggestion. I know everybody looked like I, I personally would like to see that because I know my ass would be up there front and center. Um, after all this, you know, messes situated COVID and, and stuff. Um, but. I personally would like to see something like that. And Pharrell probably would do that too. He kind of, I think he would do that at his music festival, have a versus thing between him and some, him, somebody else. And cause I mean the, the first, the, the, the something in the water festival that he did, you know, years ago, like that's what it was. It basically, it was almost like it was a, it was a Pharrell and friends. That's how it was advertised. And that's when he had Jay come out and, you know, he had, um, Usher come out too, so yeah, like, and, and he had Missy yeah. come out also. So, like I said, it's doable, it's possible, but when it's happening, who the hell knows? They may just yeah, surprise you, us out of nowhere and just say, "Fuck it, we're just going to give you that." I mean, you know, you know that, um, you know, like, like that show uh, between Dipset and Locks, that was definitely a primary test run of uh, how first this is going to be. In the future, you know, when the pandemic, you know, when, whenever it does subside, but you know, at this moment, they're definitely looking to tour with this shit, or at least have like big concerts with this, you know, going forward. And it is, it's going to take some time, but they definitely try to work some shit out. All right, because you know, like Dipset and Locks, they already announced that they're going on tour with State Property. And yeah, they, they, yeah. That sh- man, that shit's gonna be fucking nuts. I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make that show, but you know, if they do have an Atlanta date. You know, I'll definitely. I might consider it on my own. I don't know my. I don't know my girl want to go, but <laughs> but I, I definitely would try to try to hit that man because shit. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, pro- I'm definitely not trying to miss state property or dipset or locks for nothing. Yeah, man. I don't know, like. I, I I'm still kind of iffy on concerts and stuff. You know, I know with that big ass thing, what was it, Lollapalooza over in Chicago um, this past weekend or whatever. It was like stretching four days and um, concerts looks great, man. But I, I just can't really trust it at this moment in time. I really can't trust it. Yeah, um, I yeah. know. Especially after Rolling Loud, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I I, I just can't really. I can't trust it, man. These days, and it and it's not, and, and I'm not going to even go into 
you know, how I feel about the festivals and stuff like that. Um, but I, I just don't think it's just a smart idea just yet to have those that many people bunched in together. But, you know, it's it's whatever at the end of the day. And it, you can't turn back time or you can't change everything. But um, I just personally think I'm not so sure. It was a wise decision, and you know, I'm I'm going to personally hold off on any large gatherings like that um, for a good while. I know I had just cop some tickets to uh, uh, Art of Noise thing over here in Richmond. I don't know if you, I, I can't remember if they were doing that. They were, I think they were, they were doing that when you was living here, probably before. Yeah, for, were they doing that for, for like first Fridays? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I went were, to a couple of those. Yeah, they um they did that um and now that's like a big thing. Um so I I think for for Labor Day weekend they doing one over here and they have the way they do it is that they have people all separated and you know socially distanced and stuff like that around Browns Island. So that's pretty good, but other than that, I I I ain't trying to go to no concerts. I kind of contemplated uh John Legend's concert He's coming to D.C. in October, um, but that's still a good long way, so I can't make a decision on that just yet. But um, overall, yeah. though, um, just one last you, thing. You, you ain't catching me at a John, John Legend concert at all. So, <laughs> I mean, I've seen him live he's, he's, before, yeah. but um, but I, I that's one of my that's that's one of my favorite artists right there. So, yeah. anytime I get this, I could get to see him, and then he's he put out new music too. So. It'll be a different yeah. type of I mean, thing from the last time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's always been good to me, you know. But I, I've like I've never actively, you know, go out my way to listen to him mm-hmm. post, um, you know, good music era. You know, like yeah, yeah I, I, I enjoy him a lot during those, you know, the Kanye time. I understand, man, and you know, it seems like a lot of people are kind of <laughs> slowly drifting, you know, into. Dealing with kind, you know what? Hold a second. Did we? I can't recall, but did we really uh, touch we, a lot? We, we, we spoke on him last little, episode, but the album's supposed to be dropping this week, and Nas's album dropping this week. I didn't even know Nas was dropping the album until shout yesterday. Out, shout out to Nas. Yeah, I knew about it a day, a few days ago. A few days ago, he had put out something on there, and then I was like, "Oh, well, that's the same time Kanye's doing it." I'm like, all right. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. I, I, I guess we should also hold out hope that JC is going to be dropping something, I suppose, because you know how that is. He's not going to be Whenever Nas no- got something going on, you know, JC is going to be soon to follow. Oh, it don't matter because Jay going to be on Kanye's album. So, see, so there it is. So, I mean, there's no, there's, no, there's no reason for Jay to drop anything. Everybody's still waiting for Drake to drop some shit. And obviously, it's been ready for. We're not gonna we're not gonna go with that again because we it's been ready that. it's been ready for over a year and yeah, yeah 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 we're not we're not gonna give any more energy towards that one but um but yeah man but one last thing about I want to make one last point about the uh, the versus thing from last night um you know as far as the DJ selection and I think for for whoever was a DJ for Dipset and. And I think you kind of touched on this, um, I think, you, earlier before we started recording. And it was like the music selection and the transit. The transition was horrible. Um, 
and it was just unnecessary. It was unsatisfactory and unacceptable <laughs> for something of that stage, um, uh, uh, that event. Uh, and the song choices that he wanted to play, and he was talking about, like, listen, Chris, I, and I don't mean no disrespectful respect to you and anybody that's listening to us from the South over here in the U.S., but listen, man, you in New York, you're a DJ. Yeah. No. You, got, you, got, you got more than enough hits from up North yeah. to play. With that crowd, like, dog, understand the assignment, read the fucking room, yeah. Don't nobody from up. I'm sorry. Ain't nobody right. from last night. The way the energy was, nobody was trying to hear no damn little, little fucking Lou Uzi Verton on them motherfuckers, man. Nobody wanted to hear that Roscoe shit. Dash. No, nobody no. Want, like, nobody was trying to hear that shit. DJ talk about, oh, let me take it to down south. No, no, no. Fuck that. Fuck that. No. No, I'm sorry. Nah. Like, nah, nah, nah. I mean, you, you could, like, the motherfucker couldn't play Griselda at least. Couldn't right, play, like, right. fucking free the work. Like there's New York rappers today. Yes, you could have played. You could have yes. played Pop Smoke. Could have worked. Could have played fucking Chef G. Could have played. You know, like like if you're gonna play some new shit, at least play it from up there. Dave East, like something. Like right. goddamn, right. right, man. Like, <laughs> like if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna like at least change the pace or something, it's gotta be at least you know from the boroughs. Like yeah. that made no sense for them to play. Uh, fucking um, uh, karate chop <laughs> from future. Yeah, man. Uh, and, and I'm like, what, what the fuck? Like, I get it. You want to cater to all the people that's watching it in different regions of the U.S. I get it. Really, no. I do. I get it. But like, dog, just the, the the what what this battle was about. It was strictly about New York. That that was it. There was no there was no other thing that was. That that mattered at that battle, and like I said, I get I get what the DJ's doing, and for all we know, we don't know what the DJ's been told to play and stuff like that beforehand. Because since it's being, you know, got to deal with sponsorships and all the other bullshit. But at the end, of the day, they they had they had so many options, like you had pointed out, man. Didn't even have to be old. It didn't even have to be '90s or early 2000s New York hip hop. It could have been the shit that is out there today. So. You know, it, it maybe I hope he learned his lesson because everybody was roasting that dude, and like I don't know, like the, I was just I was just pissed about that. I I don't know. To me, I take those things to heart because of the fact that the DJ really, yeah. you know, the DJ matters so much, man. It matters so much, and I ain't a DJ, and I would like to be one in the future, but. For me, I'm just thinking from the, the the standpoint of if I was the DJ at that, I definitely would not have done any of that shit that 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 dude was doing. But like you said, I mean, like I just said, was like, ass, bro. Living, you learn. Dude got the money at the end of the day, you know. So I guess if you're getting paid at the end of the day, it don't really fucking matter. But I, in this case, in this scenario, I think it mattered because a lot of people. They 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 didn't know who was that DJ for for the locks beforehand. I'm pretty sure they know who he is now, because that like I said, that combination of of how the energy and shit that they brought on that stage, and they were in sync. They were on the same level, like whether even with the jokes and the roasting and shit, they were in unison with that. 
And the DJ knew what the deal was. And man, I one more thing. The the best part about that last night, and I want and I think you agree with it, man. When Joel is trying to make it sound like yo, dang, acting like the locks ain't had music for ladies, bro. Bro. Yeah. When, he, <laughs> when he said that and Jada is like, oh work, drop it. And he came back with five. Five fucking songs, bro. I was about the ladies. He started off with the honey remix. I was like, y'all, come on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, that that was that was just great. That was that, that was just great. That was a masterclass right there. And, and just like, oh, word, you think you got smoke? Listen to shit. And then Joel's ain't say shit afterwards. <laughs> he ain't say got destroyed, man. He got destroyed. I like, feel sorry was, for Cam, man. I feel sorry for Cam. Cam yeah, again, like to get boo in MSG in, in pretty much your home city, like that's that's rough, man. You would you expect something like that to happen to like you know, I mean that that did happen to Julius Randle, but you know, he took that in stride. <laughs> but that's, man, that's Julius Randle though. You know, <laughs> like, man. But Cameron, god damn. Mm, mm, mm. That's just rough. That was, that was really rough, but it was just a fun night, though. And it I'll was. tell you what, that, that first just was so good. Jada Kiss put that energy in so strong that Kimball Walker is like, damn, man, I need to go back home. And that's what happened. <laughs> right. The Knicks, the Knicks were restored after that one versus. Who would have thought? Man. Next lucked out, but they got they got their man. They got the man. They got the they got they got Kemba. So that's all that's that matters in the end, man. But um, but yeah, I want to let, let, let's uh, want to close this out on a good note, man. Um, what is it that uh you know with any anything new that's that's going to be coming up, whether it's sports or music that you're very interested in that we ain't touch on real quick. Uh, well, again, yeah, I mean, I'm just, it's just one, it's a week away, but, uh, the Premier League returns, you know, me being a big soccer head that, uh, that's, that's awesome. Uh, there's a lot of moves happening. It's also the transfer window. It's like their version of free agency, you know, in the NBA and it's happening at the same time as free agency. So it's just a whole lot of fucking news that's happening. Big moves that are going on. Jack Grealish, who was like, you know, uh, a budding starlet in England, uh, he's going to Manchester City, which is like, which who was like one of the richest clubs in the Premier League. And he, he, like, that's a huge move. And they're still looking to get like one of the best strikers in the Premier League, Harry Kane from Tottenham. And they bought Grealish for 100 million pounds, and they're looking to get. Like Kerry King for like 150, 170. And it's 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 huge, right? It's a lot of drama with the Harry King scenario. If you can have a chance to read it, go and look it up, man. It's it's crazy, man. That nigga is in Florida right now. He's trying to avoid going to training. Wow. Just so he could get a move happen happen right now. It is it's crazy. Um so that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, of course, uh uh yeah, I mean, I'm gonna give the Nas album to listen to. Uh, you know, because you know it's nice, but I'm not yeah. really looking forward to it that much. But I am looking forward to listening to that one track that he has with uh Blass, who was uh who was a rapper from um L.A. and he's good. I enjoy him a lot. So that that should be cool. Um, 
other than that, man, I'm I'm just chilling, man. I'm I'm just trying to you know just enjoy you know you know the the last few days of this uh, summer, uh, whatever summer that this is, and um, uh, just you know have a good go at it, man. Uh, what about you, my man? Um, nothing, nothing really, man. It's just you know I'm just waiting to see what other you know. I don't I don't know when the next verse is what that's gonna be. Um yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to Nas's album and you know, it's just mostly just uh like you saying, man, just enjoying the last few days of summer. Um, just seeing how everything pans out, you know, as far as stuff per- personal wise, you know, everything been going on. And just uh just keep on living, man. Keep on living. Oh, well, one more one more thing I want to do. Um, I do want to do a quick plug for a man, good 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 friend of mine, Dre. Man, um, for all any gamers that's listening, my mm. man, my man does. Uh, he has his own Twitch channel. Uh, go ahead and check him out. He does, you know, normally does it one one live one live broadcast every week. Um, some black nerd is his name, man. Some black nerd. Uh, you know, you know him very well, man. You know, Davey. Mm-hmm. Da- so, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. So, Girl, Davey Jones. That's, that's right. That's right. That's right. Formerly known as, but, formerly um, known, formerly known yeah, as. Um, but um, good fam, but, good peoples. But yeah, but uh, so like I said, man. Um, any gamers that's listening to it, man, uh, give check him out. You know, subscribe to his Twitch and stuff like that. He's good stuff, man. He's he's gaining a lot of viewers. Um every week basically and it's just going to keep on going and going man that's my bro that's my family so you know uh always going to look out and uh you know get the word out and stuff like that but other than that man you know we just going to see what's going to happen um we're going to also try to do uh, something new in the future with this podcast mm-hmm. um uh i think next week we may do um uh, another episode um what we like to do is just try to focus on just on one specific thing you know give it a try some topical stuff yeah yeah you know, yeah so. man like so we don't have to so it's not like one of those regular episodes where we're just touching on numerous stuff like nah we're just focusing on just on one specific thing um whatever it is that we decide like off the fly um i think what we're going to talk about next episode next week whenever we record it is you know the impact social media has made on sports and and ha- does it allow you to enjoy the game more or less so just keep on look out for that we'll you know you'll we'll, we'll let you know when that's out there and posted keep a lookout for us um uh especially on our you know on on our on our twitter stuff man and me and mo underscore b underscore knowing my man chris is rappers are actors you know, uh, we got the No Words Barred podcast, Instagram, you know, check that out. You know, uh, probably in the next month or so, I've been trying to think little ideas and try to little get more interactive with people. Uh, but yeah, but definitely, man, keep us, uh, everybody, keep us on the lookout. Appreciate you guys listening and rocking with us. And uh, yeah, I think until next time, bro, I think uh, peace, love. Everybody be safe out there with this stuff, man. Who knows? We may be in lockdown again. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I I can't say I'm not looking forward to it, but I, I'm definitely looking forward to it, man. Yeah, if in case you know it really does happen, but you know, this this country, man, it's it's, it's something. You know, the you know they only they only listen to green. He yeah. says so. Yeah, and it ain't me that they listening to. They ain't listening to me. They they listening to the money, <laughs> the money green man. So, um, but yeah, like I said, everybody, thank you for joining us, man. Um. Hope you enjoyed the show this week's uh, episode. And um, until next time, peace out. Hey, 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 before we go out, what's fuck up? NBA 2K, man. Uh, <laughs> don't do that. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not start that. No, man. The game keeps crashing on me every single time I try to play it. So no, no, you gotta fix your fucking game, bro. You too, FIFA. Fix your games. Pissing me off with that shit. <laughs> well, there goes your parting words from, from Chris. <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, hey, man, you take care, bro. Until next time, we'll see you. Peace. <laughs>